All right, good morning. Thaw it out. Yeah, that's a brisk one this morning. Um, well, we're you know winding down here uh, on the preparations. It's been a been a quick week, but um, you know tough team to prepare for. Got a lot of work to do, but um, you know we're kind of closing in on it here. Get to you know Friday type schedule today, and um, you know, get through our preparations and you know, be ready to go here. So um, looking forward to it. Good challenge, great opportunity. Buffalo is a good football team. Um, you know, we know we'll need to play our best game to win. So that's what we're going to try to do. I'll raise your hand if you have questions. I'll call on you. Mike Reese. In stadium practice today, uh, how much of that is just to practice where you're going to be playing, or is it more field condition related? Yeah, probably the latter. Bill Perry. You mentioned the, the weather off the top. Just walking in, it's it's you know that wind out there, and combined with the cold. I'm just curious. This is sort of a broader kind of question, I guess. But as you're looking for players to add to your team, does how they might perform in these kinds of conditions come into play ever? But Northeast New England. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I don't know that we. Wouldn't say it's a you know priority. I mean, but look, it's a factor. You know, you got to deal with it at the end of the year. So, uh, but sometimes it's you know good if they've had experience in it. But we've had plenty that haven't. And the Gerard Mayo's of the world and all, and they've played a lot of great football for us. So, Bill, what have you noticed in the the way Brian Dables used their tight ends um, uh, during the course of the season and then in the Pittsburgh game in particular, Bob catches the ball, hadn't been involved a lot production-wise, but catches a key touchdown for them in that game. And you faced a number of teams with multiple tight ends with the lake. I'm just curious how Buffalo stacks up and how they use those guys. Um, yeah, well, you know, earlier in the year, they didn't have Croft, you know, so it was Smith, then Knox. A little bit of Sweeney, then um, kind of as Knox started to, I would say, come on a little bit. Uh, there were several weeks there where Smith didn't play much. They all played, but the playing time went from Smith to to Knox. They were in a lot of eleven personnel, bunch of no huddle uh, for several games, three or four games there, and. Uh, then, as you mentioned, the Pittsburgh games swung a little bit more back to what they did in some earlier games. So I think, you know, with Buffalo, you just got to be ready for all the different personnel groups. They have them all, which ones they're going to use against you and at what level of frequency. You know, we'll just have to see. Some of that's probably game plan related. Other part of it might be game related, you know. So um, we'll just have to see. But they've all, they've all played. Um, when Croft came back, he played – uh, more in the first two or three games, whatever it was, when he got back. And then kind of Knox seems like he's taken back some of that playing time. And as you said, Smith played more last week. So I have to ask Brian how he's going to use him. Um, and Sweeney's kind of dropped out, you know, where he played more earlier, some earlier. Um, he's kind of dropped out, but he's still on the roster. So, you know, we'll see. 
Bill, um, Tom's Tom Brady's completion percentage is down at, at 60.1, which is the lowest it's been for his career. Um, he's a guy that you know we've talked about how accurate he's been. So I guess um, sort of surprising number. What's gone into that at this year? Yeah, I think right now you know we're really focused on the Buffalo game and you know trying to get ready and you know play our best in this game. So you know going back and analyzing stuff from other games and a year and all that's really not not where we're at. Is there maybe an emphasis to try and bring that number up, or is, is it sort of is what it is this year? Or? No, we, we call passes to complete them. We call runs to gain yardage. We call defenses to stop our opponents. We call returns to gain yardage on the return. I mean, so that's why we call those plays. So we want to all make as all of them as good as we can, be as productive as we can. Try to make every play productive. And then Ryan? Bill, I know it's the time of the season. Everyone's dealing with something. Julian Edelman's a player who's been on the injury report. It seems like basically a lot of the season right now with the shoulder and the knee. Given how important he is to the offense and how important this game is, how do you balance just his work and practice and, and how you use him in a game when you know he's, he's clearly dealing with something, but again, he's so important to the offense? All right. Well, I mean, first of all, the injury report, it, it, I mean, it is what it is. We follow the injury report rules as we're required to do, and that's what we do. So whatever that is, it is. Now there's a lot of variation in what that can be based on what the rules are. So, um, But, you know, for each individual player, as you said, nobody's 100%. Everybody's played a lot of football, practiced a lot of football, and, you know, it's been basically week after week other than, you know, the one by week. So. You know, that's a, a, a cumulative thing, and we do the best we can each week to manage all the things that you just talked about, each individual player's situation, um, what the team needs, what type of practice schedule or what type of um, preparation we're on, and how to get the most out of the team and the players, and to be ready to go on Sunday. So it's, you know, each, it's really an individual daily answer to that question. What's the player's situation? What are we working on? What's his role? What do we need him for? You know, can he do it? I mean, if he can't do it, then that answers that. If he can do some things but not others, then how important is it for him to do those things? Can we get him the next day? Can we not get him the next day? So forth. So we just take that on a day-by-day -day basis. And that's really what the position coaches, one of the main things that they do is manage the players at their position. So uh, between you know, Jacoby and Akil and you know, Julian and Sanu, uh, Phil and Joe manages those guys based on the you know all the things I just talked about. Or Ivan does it with the run backs, or Nick does it with the tight ends, or Dante does it with the line, and and sometimes they add up, and sometimes they're kind of independently. You know, you have to do what's best for your group. I know you focus on the game for the week, but just knowing what is ahead at any given point of the season? Uh, sure, yeah, sure, it could be, definitely. Um, again, at this point, you're kind of in a lot of one-game seasons. Um, so, but, yeah, but there's a game after this, and we're fortunate we have at least one more game after that. And so last week we had, you know, but as they're getting fewer and fewer, then, you know, let's say there's, fewer options and 
you know, again, you have to try to figure out what's best for that player, what's best for the team, and so forth. So that's, but it's it's a normal problem with every position. It's not one player. Oh, this year it was just this player. Every year it's multiple players throughout the entire course of the year, and every team goes through it that I know of. So you just do the best you can to manage it, and you stay in constant communication with the player, the people who are training him and working on him, um, and again, the coaches that are involved in his utilization, whether it's on offense, defense, special teams, whatever those combinations are. Do the best you can. Mark Daniels, the, the Bills obviously were playing good defense back in week four when you first saw him. Have you seen uh, an evolution from, from that group? Are there any differences in that defensive unit going into this the week now compared to the week four? No, not really. So, I mean, I think it's rare. Um, I mean, they virtually had no injuries. I mean, it's the exact same, you know, it's sort of the same players. I mean, Oliver's obviously gained a lot of experience and he's a good player. Um, but it's it's really pretty much the same group. They've been very healthy. Um, they've missed very little time. Their rotations are pretty pretty solid um, and consistent because they've had you know all those guys available. So you know, Sean's scheme is Sean's scheme. He has a broad scheme. He has a lot of you know variations and change-ups, but it, they complement each other. It's not you know it's not a big. I mean, the volume's not exorbitant, but it's enough to keep the offense off balance so that you can do enough different different things to, to change up and play man, play zone, play blitz zone, bring two, bring three, or bring one, bring two, drop one. Um, so, you know, you just, you just don't know exactly what you're going to get schematically, and they do a very good job of disguising what they do so that they look the same, but they're not the same. Uh, and they combine that with some defensive line movement and obviously some very good players. And so that's why they're good, they're well coached. They have good players. They're sound. They don't give up big plays. And it's hard to, hard to string a lot of good plays together against that defense. You might, you know, move the ball a little bit. But, you know, if you have to put together, you know, 10, 12 play drive, um, usually they can make plays along the way before you can finish the drive and, and they're out of there. Three final questions. I got Doug Kine. Um, after Sunday's game, some guys mentioned that J.C. Jackson had played wide receiver on the scout team last year, and then over the summer we kind of found out that Danny Etling had some receiver uh, receiver role on the scout team last year. Is that all purely need-based, moving guys around on the scout team, or do you ever take a look at that as an opportunity if an emergency comes up? Uh, I'd say it's usually need-based. Sometimes it becomes more than that, but. I'd say usually it's need based. I mean, you know, guys have their primary position. If they can work at that position, then great. And sometimes they don't get much work at their position, or you need them at another position. And so you have to, you know, all hands on deck, and you, know, you have to pool all your resources there and try to, you know, everybody has to do a little bit more. And so in the end, I think it helps those players. I mean, it helps the defensive back to play corner, it helps a wide receiver. Or a quarterback to play wide receiver to you know see what it's like on the other end of the pass and you know offensive lineman to play defensive lineman and vice versa at times when you're shorthanded so you know I don't think those are like bad experiences for the individual players sometimes the quality initially is not that good but you know there's a learning curve and then they get better at it and, you know sometimes with a player like Edelman or Troy Brown you end up need to use them. Um, 
even though that's not your first choice. So, but yeah, I'd say it's more need based, unless you had a specific player that okay, his role is going to be, you know, all three phases and you know can do a lot of different things, and that was the type of player. But I, there's not many of those. Bill uh, Hyde and Boyer, both guys who made plays in the season series against the Pats the last few years. What are the things that you see though when you watch their defense that kind of indicate their value to their team and uh, you know, what Sean and Leslie are trying to execute? Yeah, again, I think I've said this for several years. They they complement each other very well. They do a very good job with their disguise and pre-snap looks. Um, they they make it hard on the quarterback. You know, mostly as a coach or a quarterback, if you look at the safeties, that'll pretty much tell you, you know, 80% of what's going on defensively based on their depth or their rotation, your formation, obviously, and then where they go in that formation and how deep they are and, you know, what kind of angle they're taking. Um, so I would say those guys do a good job of, holding that until the last second. Sometimes they get false keys and start one way and go another way so that, you know, as a quarterback, you know, you want to, or as a coach, even, you know, if you're looking at the game, you see something and, and you think that's what it is and your eyes go somewhere else, but then it starts one way and then it goes somewhere else and then, you know, you've misread it. So they do a, a good job of those things, whether they're blitzing, playing man coverage, playing different zone coverages and different responsibilities in the zones. They're both instinctive players. Sometimes they kind of don't go exactly probably where they're supposed to go, but there's a certain key or uh, indicator or they recognize the play and don't really get to where they're supposed to get to because the play's developed quickly. And so that's, you know, you think they're going to be one place, but they they recognize it and they, they're – they're quicker than you think they're going to be and, you know, are in the way of the play. So, they, I mean, they do all those things well. And they do it well with the linebackers. I mean, they tie the disguises in with the linebackers as well, too. Sometimes if safety's disguised and the linebackers aren't tied in with it, like you got all these guys over here together, well, they're not, you know, somebody's going to have to go somewhere else. So, you know, it's not, okay, they're, they're trying to disguise it. We can see they're trying to disguise it. But these guys... You know, they move one way, the linebackers move the other way. They, you know, kind of control their disguises, and they do a good job. And they're fast. You know, Milano's fast. Edmonds is fast. So even though the linebackers, they have the speed and, I would say, range to you know, get the things that some of the linebackers can't get to. So that's, you know, it all ties in together well. Stefan um, Gilmore said the other day, this is like a playoff game. And I'm just curious from what you've seen from the players and your staff throughout the organization, are you sensing that urgency of a playoff game? For absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're here for. Yep. You work all year, put yourself in a position of you know, playing a game like this where you can win the division. So that's, you know, couldn't say that in week four or week six or week eight, whatever it was. So we're saying that now. So now's the time for us to play and coach our best football. That's what we're all here for. Okay. Yep. Thank you.